by Tony Nichols with the Good Talent Podcast. Great to have your company. We're a team of ex-journos here at Good Talent and we help organisations get their message across in the media. So this is the place to come to for all the tips, tricks and skill sets. I want to take you back to 2017. It was a flu crisis before the COVID pandemic, so the major flu crisis. But in 2017, we had flu really badly here and it was ripping through aged care homes and it was ripping through society and it was killing a lot of people. If I take you into Country Vic, St John's Village, Wangaratta, they had it awfully there. And in fact, 10 people died in their aged care village throughout that flu crisis. And it was an absolute tragedy for the country and for the community. I was called in at the latter end of that crisis deal with some press. And the question for you here is, is your media a foe or an ally in a media crisis? Now, most people think foe. In fact, most organisations desperately hope their bad stories never make it to the press. And they think that's good crisis media management. So they're sitting on a problem and they think, oh, we're winning here because it's not going to get in the media. In fact, most of the time, your media is an ally in a crisis, an absolute ally. Because if inaccurate information gets out there, you're dead in the water. And media will copy media and it'll only get worse for you. So was the case actually for St John's Village, Wangaratta. They were in the middle of a big, big, big problem. Ten people dying, the media was crawling all over them. And most importantly, in health and aged care, they talk about standards. And aged care facilities need to pass a number of standards to stay in business. Now, the quality agency came in at the time of the flu crisis there at St John's Village and closed the place down. There was big problems with their performance to standards and an intensive investigative report and journey was undertaken. So whilst that was happening, we knew media was crawling all over us, waiting for the quality agency to press publish on their report. Because in that moment, this story was going to go national in a very big way. It was going to be confirmed. Ten people dead in a flu crisis. And was St John's Village responsible or otherwise for bringing these elderly people's lives to end earlier than, than they should have? So anyone dying at an aged care home before their time is obviously a tragedy. But ten people dying in a flu crisis with the health department crawling all over you and closing down your facilities and the quality agency the key health department arm investigating you deeply. It was a very serious moment for St John's Village in Wangaratta. I was on call there working with the bishop and we knew that the media was waiting for the quality agency to press go on their report. And as soon as that report went out, we knew the media would be crawling all over us because it was verification. St John's Village did the right thing or they didn't do the right thing. Ten people died and how exactly did they die? So in preparation for that, it was really hard because when you find yourself in a crisis of that order, you're dealing with heads of organisations that are absolutely freaking out. And in fact, if I fast forward to the end of this story, I recall our key contacts there at St John's Village, the, um, the bishop at the time, thanking me for saving his life when it was all wrapped. And it got me thinking afterwards is he thanking me for doing a good job here or is he actually thanking me for saving his life? I pondered in that on that phone call for a little longer. When the publish button was pressed, we knew that potentially this report wasn't going to look good because we were working closely with the quality agency and we could see the contents, we could see what they were working on. So instead of waiting for 
all of the tabloid press to crawl all over us and publish their version of this story themselves and contact the family members of those who died and have all of those faces and family stories right across the media. We made the decision to look at the media as an ally and actually reach out to a trusted publication and a trusted reporter and give them the story. Give them the story proactively off the bat. Because if we didn't do that, we'd be sitting back reactively waiting to get the shit kicked out of us from all press. Now, this is the big mistake most organisations make. They think not being in the media is a win. But what you're doing is you're giving all of your power to the media, this foe that you think they are, and they're going to come kicking you whenever they choose. So you're going to bed at night, you're walking into car parks, you're not sleeping well, and you're always looking over your shoulder because you know you're sitting on a problem You've decided not to do anything about getting your version of the story out and you're just waiting now for the journos to find you. Terrible situation to be. Do you know, in fact, in media training sessions, the question most often asked is what do we do if the press come up to us in a car park? And I always think to myself, wow, why would they? Why would they if you're conducting yourself as a good leader of your industry or a good leader of your organisation? It's not possible. Why would they if you're looking to control the narrative and care for people under your care? and take responsibility and be transparent, right? You wouldn't have that problem. So we knew the report was coming out. We knew it would be damning. Now, here I am working with an organisation terrified of the media, not wanting to deal with the media, but I'm being paid to help them whether they like my advice or not. We ended up convincing the key players there to reach out to a journo and get this story out there proactively, knowing media copy media, and at least they'll be copying something that's accurate. That's the most important thing here. We reached out to Michael Bachelard at Fairfax, someone that we know and trust at a trusted publication, and we gave him this story or our version of the story plus what we knew of the quality agency report ahead of publication. So that meant for Michael, he got a huge story and obviously had to cover it objectively, and it was a story that everyone in aged care wanted. But what it gave us was control. We can control our messaging. We can control the timing. We can control what media that we're dealing with. So we chose an ally and off Michael Bachelard went with the story. And as we knew, media copied media and copied that story. Michael published at Fairfax and we didn't interview with anyone else. Everyone else called, we didn't interview. Statement on our, on our website, video news release up on the website also. Everyone had no choice but to rip our statement ripped from the video news release, which we controlled the messaging of, obviously, because we did it together and we made sure it was right. And then media copied media and away it went. And it was a tough story and it wasn't all great reading, but it was accurate. And its spin around the country was more limited because Fairfax had already got it. They got the lead. They got the breaking story. So when you look at breaking stories in Western world media, the papers still break the stories. It's a, Whether it's online or print, they have the original content every day. The broadcasters copy out of that. They follow. The broadcasters follow. So you see TV yarns, big deal. doesn't matter. They've copied it out of the newspapers 90% of the time, 80% of the time. So the radio and TV, of course, wanted to follow like they always do. And we gave them a video news release and we gave them our statement, but we weren't available for interview. And they had Michael Bachelard's article to largely copy from. We know that's what they do. Now, you give something to Fairfax, News Limited are much less likely to want it because they're too late to it. 
they got to it too late. They didn't break it. They missed it. So News Limited sort of came to it very late, didn't have much passion or enthusiasm for it. And, and in fact, there's a couple of natural disasters around the time of that story going out, which really kicked News Limited off the story altogether, which was wonderful. So we controlled the narrative all the way. Very hard story. The media was our ally in this instance, absolutely, because of the way we played it. So the wrong way to play this would have been let the quality agency publish the report, uh, my client says nothing, and then we do have car parks full of journos with people hounding us. And we, if you allow yourself to be in that situation, you're not being transparent, you're not looking like a good leader, you're actually looking like someone who's hiding something. You do not want that. So similarly, it was victims, families and friends, everything that the Bishop in St John's was doing to care for everyone through this really tough situation, plus make their organisation better. That was the thrust of the story, which we managed to get out there proactively. So something to think about, is the media your foe or your ally? And I know you're all thinking foe, but when it comes to reputation management, it in fact could be your biggest ally. 